Oh yeah, I have to talk again. I say that every good time. Okay. <laughs> <clears throat> Hello, and welcome to The Woods, a podcast about the mysterious, the legendary, and the plain weird. Because you never know what you'll find in the woods. I'm Shazne. And I'm Sandy. Welcome to whatever episode number this is. I lost count. Nine? I think so. I did think last week's was nine, but that's because I was counting the trailer. I am so sorry, everyone. But I am human, okay? Podcasters are humans, too. She's lying to you. She's actually tall and blonde. <laughs> oh I'm my so god! so thirsty. What? Okay, <laughs> today... Uh... Did you see a tall blonde being? No. Then there's no reason for us to continue this podcast. <laughs> No, um, I was teaching uh, grade 8 English, and they were doing a, uh, like, a research project. Actually, this was grade 7, sorry, but whatever. They were doing a research project where they had to research their own mystery, so lots of kids were doing, like, the Bermuda Triangle or whatever. But these two girls, they couldn't figure out what they wanted to do. And I was like, well, I know some that might maybe interest you. And I told them, like, like, Amelia Earhart, how she, like, disappeared no one could find her which there is new evidence in that but whatever um but and i also mentioned the zone of silence and they're like what's the zone of silence so i told them what and the you're zone like of well silence. listen yeah i was like what'd they say here. um they were gonna do it really but i told them about like because you said you'd been there right I think so. I okay. might have been because well, I, it's in my home state. I lied and told them you'd been there. I didn't. I was not too sure. But I was you like, know, whatever. whatever. They're in grade seven. Exactly. It's fine. And I told them that you'd been there, and it's really it's true. Like that, no electronics work, and like there's that guy with the radio, and and then um, I told them that uh, it's uh, but they're tall. These these aliens, and they're they're tall blonde people that ask you for water, and they're like. Oh, and there's no electronics, so they can't get any proof. And I was like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then I had this, like, intern dude in my class, mm-hmm. and um, I heard them talking to him a little while ago, mm-hmm. or a little while later, and he's like, what? Which one are you guys doing? And they're like, we're doing the zone of silence, and there's these tall blonde aliens, and they ask you for water, but they can't get any proof because there's no phones to record it. Oh my god. <laughs> I mean, I've never thought of that. But like, yeah, that's, that's good thinking. I was like, yeah. We okay. are shaping, um, I was going to say America. Well, we're in North America. We are shaping America's youth. Yes. See, when I should put that I podcast on my resume because I mean, you technically know. you can. Yeah. And like your students don't have to know that you put that on your resume. No, they don't have to know that. I did tell them I had a podcast though. You did? Yeah. What did like, they say? Because I was like, yeah, I have this podcast and my friend Sandy talked about it. Yeah. The Zone of Silence. And they're like, we're going to do the Zone of Silence. I'm like, cool. That's awesome. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> Changing the world. Changing the world one mystery at a time. I do want to say something. I just today was able to listen to Undercover Coven's new episode, newest episode. Uh, but I started screaming when they wished me a happy birthday. So thank you so much. I love my birthday. 
<laughs> so I feel like, oh, I hate my birthday. Blah, blah, blah. Like, no, I make a big fucking deal and I make sure everyone knows it's my birthday. So thank you so much. <laughs> I really did appreciate it. Tomorrow's my half birthday. And we will make a big deal out of that too. Yes, I'll be old. 22 and a half. Really old. Mm-hmm. Even though we're young for podcasts. You might as well just drop dead like you're so. <laughs> I should. I'm already so brittle. Like my bones are breaking. As we speak. <laughs> I'm like, you know that meme of like, I'm in my 20s, time to A, start a family, B, start a podcast. We just pick B. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it was start a family or start a podcast? Yeah. Why um, would I want to start think, a family? I think when you start a podcast, you're also a part of a family. Well, yeah, we've made like good friends, like Instagram friends, but friends nonetheless. Happy podcasting, pals. Happy podcasting pals yeah yeah <laughs> anyways escape city in saskatoon was pretty great we did that for my birthday and no matter what anyone says we escaped and we escaped with dignity and pride and our sanity we totally figured out all the puzzles within what was it, 34 minutes? no it's 45 minutes no we did it in 34 minutes oh, and right. 20 seconds we had a 40 or we had 45 minutes to do so we did it in what she said. <laughs> yeah, we're ready to take on the big leagues. Oh, yeah. Like, there was eight of us. So, four of us. So, me, Shazne, our assistant, Gabri. Gabri? <laughs> our assistant, Gabby. Uh, and our friend, Michaela. So, we were in one room. And then uh, my boyfriend and... Three of our other friends were in the hardest room. Of course, we sent them to the hardest one. Yeah. We beat them, obviously, because we're so good. Um, and we got to take a picture inside of the escape room. Highly recommend yeah. Escape City. I think they also have one in Edmonton. So if you're ever in Edmonton or Saskatoon, Escape City. They're not sponsoring us, but if you guys want to, please Feel do. Feel free. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um... No, that was so much fun. That was my first time doing an escape yeah. room. And I want to do that every day of my life. I want to try that scary one Gabby was talking to me about. I talked to my yes. cousin and she said that was her first and only escape room also was the one Gabby went to. Oh. She was freaked out. So we just we'll do that. do it more often. Oh, I just want to give a shout out to my friend Lizard because she got me this great birthday present. I can't say what it is on the podcast because it's a secret, but it was epic. So thank secret. you. Secret. I'll, I'll tell you after, but oh. <laughs> it's a secret on the podcast. Sorry, guys, but it was great. So shout out to Busy Blizzard. So how was your week so far? It's only been a few days since we last recorded. I'm just tired, I honestly. I I'm exhausted. I, uh, I applied to graduate today. Woo! I know. It's surreal. I, I'm, like, having imposter syndrome... I'm thinking, like, there's no way I made it this far. I somehow slipped through the cracks. I don't deserve to graduate. But at the same time, I'm like, I don't care if I deserve to or not. I just want to <laughs> and I want to be done. And I'm kind of, I don't know if I'll go back. I guess that depends. Like, I do want to go back for my social work degree because I'm just graduating with sociology. Mm-hmm. But... I don't know if I'll continue after that. But I don't have to figure that out right now because I have a podcast and that's all that matters. (laughs) No, same. I'm definitely taking my time on going back to school. I want to go back when I know I won't hate it there. Exactly. And that time is not now. (laughs) And, like, we 
went into university right after high school. All we know is school. This is new territory for the both of us. Yeah. Which, actually, if anybody has uh, adulting advice, advice for me, specifically, like, waking up at a decent hour and, and learning how to only survive off of six hours of sleep, uh, that would be helpful. <laughs> or also, if anyone has any advice for me on uh, how to not sleep so much. Though I do get up at a decent hour and I hate it. I get up at like 7am and I hate it even if I don't need to be up. Someone tell me how to enjoy my life. Yeah. Same. Oh and the imposter symbol the the imposter syndrome. Matt I've been getting that so hard lately like with the podcast and everything I'm just like why is people listening to me? Who am I? And then I went ahead and cut my bangs, and now I'm having physical imposter syndrome. (laughs) Basically, we're a mess. (laughs) Yeah. And that's all from the zone. The bone zone, as Gabby called it once. No, just kidding. It's not even the zone of silence. We can't keep our mouth shut. Sandy, what do you have to spook me this week? Okay, so I suggested we do cults, and the reason is because I really wanted to do this one. So this one is called the FLDS, or the Fundamentalist Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. So there's a reason I wanted to do this one. And reason being, Shazna, you know, uh, I grew up Mormon. Uh, Every time I tell people that who didn't know, they look at me and they're like, what? (laughs) Really? Yeah, really. I know. I I didn't even know what it was when you told me. (laughs) Well, like... (laughs) No, a lot of people in my adult life are like, no. And I get it. I don't give off those vibes anymore. I have a tattoo. I plan on getting more. I swear so much. It's a problem. And uh, I drink. (laughs) Uh, It's just not part of my life anymore. But, so, when I was growing up in the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, there was a lot of talk about the FLDS. But I I was a kid, so I didn't know what it was. And every time I asked someone, they would say... Oh, they think they're Mormons, but they're really not. And that was, like, the end of the conversation. I get now why they wouldn't want to go into it with, like, a 10-year-old. Because I wouldn't have gotten it. Mm-hmm. Um, so I did want to talk about them also because a lot of people confuse the two. Um, which, I mean, they have a similar name. One has an F on the beginning of it. And one oh. doesn't. F-L-D-S. L-D-S. So. L-S-D. LSD, the drug. We're into that too. No, I'm just... We'll talk about that later. <laughs> yes. Oh my god. Yeah, let's do an episode on weird drugs. Okay, anyways. Oh, I was literally talking about, like, I'll be talking about it later. Oh, right now? <laughs> I'm so excited. Okay. Okay, anyways. So, uh, the F, like I said, the FLDS Church stands for the Fundamentalist Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Uh, They stem from the universally known Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, or the LDS Church, or as it's unofficially known as the Mormon Church. So because it stems from the LDS Church, I'm going to talk a little bit about the background of the LDS Church. It was founded on April 6, 1830 in western New York by Joseph Smith. At first, the church was called Church of Christ, but Joseph Smith then changed it. Uh, when he received revelation from God to do so. Joseph Smith died in 1844, and Brigham Young took over Smith's advice and became prophet of the church. It was during this time that Brigham Young publicized the practice of polygamy. So I'm sure a lot of people know the Mormon church is infamous for plural marriage. Um, 
but the practice was abolished by the LDS church in the 20th century and they now value more traditional marriages. They stress the importance of getting married once and to one person and to being with your spouse for eternity. So like even after death. And that's something I can speak from experience. They do believe that. So the Mormon. Yeah. So the LDS church, like the official one or Mm -hmm. whatever, they don't believe in polygamy anymore. Interesting. Yeah. So what about uh, people that are still polygamous? Even though- well, I... I'm going to talk about like, that. Do you know who I'm talking about? Like, that, that famous guy? Which he one? He lived in, like, Utah, and they were, like, had to move to, like, Vegas or oh. Nevada. Oh, the, um... Sister Wives? Sister Wives? I don't think they were Mormon. I thought they were. They could have been a branch. Yeah. Because we're going to talk about that. Okay. Um... So, as you may have guessed, as, like, you just said, there were people who were not okay with stopping plural marriage. Mm-hmm. A lot of these people came from the area of Hilldale, Utah, and Colorado City. And this area used to be known as Short Creek. Is Colorado City in Colorado? I believe so. Okay. Because aren't Colorado and Utah, like, close to each other? They might be. I think they are. Um... So after the abandonment of polygamy by the LDS Church, the members of Short Creek continued and even solemnized plural marriages. In 1904, the LDS Church excommunicated those who continued and blessed uh, plural marriages. So following all of these excommunications, John Y. Barlow became prophet of the FLDS Church. John Barlow was then joined by other leaders and created a council called the Council of Friends. Sounds nice. Uh, They became a governing body over the FLDS, but they each had strong opinions about polygamy and how it should be practiced, so they split up. Some friends. (laughs) Uh, They made different fundamentalist organizations, so the FLDS, the Apostic United Brethren, Uh, The Latter-day Church of Christ. So those are Mormon denominations. And they all wanted to practice polygamy and all these denominations stemmed from the OG Mormon Church, the LDS. Hmm. So I want to talk about the most recent prophet of the FLDS. And his name is Warren Jeffs. You may or may not have heard about him. Do you know who Warren Jeffs is? No. Well, um, a lot of people do. He's, like, when people think of FLDS, they usually think of this awful man. And um, before I start talking about him, I do want to say that I will be talking a lot about child abuse and sexual assault. So if at any point you want to stop listening, I won't be offended. I'll leave. Sure. (laughs) It'll just be me talking into the (laughs) microphone. It's fine. So the FLDS church has had many leaders since its conception. Um, But of course, the one that most people are familiar with is Warren Jeffs. And Warren Jeffs became prophet of the FLDS in 2002 when his father, Roland Jeffs, died. After Jeffs became prophet, he said to his followers, and I quote, I won't say much, but I will say this. Hands off my father's wives. You women will live as if my father is still alive and in the next room. And a week later, he married all but two of his father's wives. That's weird. That is really weird. Because, okay, so imagine this. Your father's dead. You marry all of your father's wives. You're basically marrying all of your mothers. That is weird. Yeah. I, ugh, anyways. Is this some sort of, like, gross power thing? I think so. 
What's that called? A power... A power move? No. power move. <laughs> oh my god. I, I think so because there's a lot of just things he did that I think he only did just to make everyone miserable. So Jeff is the only person in the church with the authority to perform marriages. Not only is he responsible for assigning wives to husbands, but he also has the authority to discipline the male church members by reassigning their wives, children, and homes to other men. So just downright manipulation. Like, what the heck? So if, like, a dude doesn't do what he wants, he can take his wife, or wives, his children, his home, his I don't know, truck, and give them to someone else. Uh, So Jeff's also controlled most of the land in Colorado City, in Arizona, and Hildale, Utah, which was part of the church trust. The land is estimated to be worth over $100 million. However, all the assets are in custody of the Utah court system and pending further litigation. So in 2004, Jeffs expelled 20 men from Colorado City and reassigned their wives and children to other men. Jeffs believed that the faithful men must follow the doctrine of plural marriage in order to attain exaltation in the afterlife. So I guess these 20 men didn't believe in that, so he kicked them out and gave their wives and children away to other men. So it's clear he has no respect for women. Like, he's just saying, like, like, I'll take your wives away and give them to someone else, like, without, like consulting his wives like me who knows maybe their wives would have wanted to go with them maybe they were tired of all this bullshit but no they didn't have a choice what a jerk yeah so in that same year brent jeffs who is warren uh, warren's nephew filed a lawsuit against warren alleging that in the late 1980s warren had raped him in a compound yeah that was then owned by the flds brent jeffs uh, said he was around five or six at the time And Brent also claimed that Warren's brothers took part in the abuse. Two more of his nephews made similar claims, and Brent Jeff's brother, Clayne, committed suicide after accusing Warren Jeffs of sexually assaulting him as a child. Was this part of a documentary, by chance? Probably. Okay, I think I watched a documentary on this. Well, one thing I did want to talk about. So there's this book I read about a year ago called Breaking Free, and it's by Warren Jeffs' daughter, Rachel Jeffs. And I got it from the library, so you can find it there, and I highly recommend it. So, she was sexually abused by Warren Jeffs. Um, And later on in her adult life, she told someone, like, I think she told her husband, and she told uh, her father's, like, second-in-command. And both of them basically said, alright, let's forget about it, because, like... I think her husband said something like, you know, I really believe your father is a prophet, so don't tell me anymore because I feel like that will, like, ruin my testimony of, like, him as a prophet. And so, obviously, her father's second-in-command told Warren Jeffs, like, hey, your daughter said that you did this thing to her when she was little. And he got mad at her and told her, like, never say that again. So, um... Like, for, like, unfortunately, like, his nephew who did commit suicide, like, it could be he was speaking out and everyone was shutting him up. Yeah, the the documentary I watched was, it was a family that got kind of sucked into it. And then I think the dad was super into it, but the, by the, like, closer to the end, the mom realized how bad it was. Um, I'm not sure if she left or not, but I think the kids, kids got out somehow. Yeah. I mean, it could be. I know there's a lot of documentaries about it because it's so bizarre. Yeah. Like, everything that has happened with it. 
and like I don't want to give away too much of the book by Rachel Jeffs, um, but when she talks about how he sexually assaulted her as a child, um, he would claim to be testing her. So if she did what he told her to do, he would say that, oh, like, you've sinned because you fell into temptation. But then if she didn't do it, he'd say you've sinned by not listening to your father. And God says you have to listen to your father. So there was, like, no winning, basically. Mm -hmm. And I think he did that to kind of shift blame off of him. Like, while she performed these awful acts, he can, like remove blame by saying like oh it's your fault because you fell into temptation and then if she says no instead of feeling guilty he's like no it's your fault because you didn't listen to your dad yeah is that like gaslighting oh totally yeah so in june of 2005 jeffs was charged with sexual assault on a minor and with conspiracy to commit sexual misconduct with the minor for allegedly arranging a marriage between a 14 year old and 19 year old first cousin in April of 2001. At the time, uh, Warren Jeff's father was still alive and still profit, so the girl begged him um, to wait until she was older. And Roland was basically like, you know what, yeah, chill, you can wait till you're older. But Jeff was like, no, you're getting married now. So I don't, like, his father was the prophet. I don't know why he thought his son could make those decisions, but whatever. She was forced to get married. Um, and I also think you should know that the more time that went on, the younger Jeff's wives got. Um, I think Ew. in the book, Rachel Jeff said that at one point her sisters were like 18 or 19 and their new mothers were like 15 or 16. Oh my God. And they were still expected to call them mothers and to listen to them. Oh, that reminds me of The Handmaid's Tale when Nick gets oh, a yeah. wife. Ugh. Spoiler. <laughs> that was weird. But I just want this really fucked up. Like, if my dad, like, please never do this, but if my dad, like, married, like, an 18-year-old, like, Jesus. I'm not calling them mother. Nope. I'm not listening to them. Like, no, fuck that. Uh, in August 31st of 2006, Jeff's faced two first-degree felony charges of accomplice rape. So this man, God, each charge carries an inter- or an indeterminate penalty of five years to life in prison. He was being held in Washington County, Utah jail pending a trial. However, it is believed that he was leading his group from jail. And according to Rachel Jeff's book, he was. Then on July 9th, 2008, Jeff's was taken from jail and put in a Nevada hospital for what was described as a serious medical problem. At the hospital, Jeff's had many hunger strikes. His doctors and attorneys claimed that it was for spiritual reasons. But then in August of 2009, Superior Court Judge Steve Kahn ordered that Jeffs be forced be force fed. Uh, so this judge mm-hmm. didn't give a rat's ass about his spiritual hunger strikes, and frankly, neither do I. Or just let him starve. Just like, I'm just imagining them yanking his mouth open and like, I don't know, shoving mashed Ew. potatoes or something down there. Like, hung- do you like that? Girls don't either. Starving to death is one of the most painful deaths I've heard, so like, he can starve, I don't care. I mean, he can, but also, like, that's against the law, so... Crap. So if I can't let him starve, might as well force feed him. Yeah. So now, Jeffs is incarcerated at Louis C. Powledge Unit of the Texas Department of Criminal Justice. And in 2012, 
Jeffs predicted that the world would end in 2013 and called for his followers to prepare for the end. Shockingly, he was wrong, and the world did not end. Really? I'm still alive? Yeah, unfortunately. Darn. (laughs) And if he couldn't get any worse, he was a fucking racist. And let me tell you some of the shit he said. And now, I do want to say, every time I say black people... I changed the word because I was not comfortable saying that. Okay, yeah. So, the black race is the people through which the devil has always been able to bring evil onto earth. Cain was cursed with black skin, and he... No, what? Oh, yes. Cain was cursed with black skin, and he is the father of the black people. He has great power, can appear and disappear. He is used by the devil as a mortal man to do great evils. Today you see a black man with a white woman, uh, vice versa, etc. Whatever. A great evil has happened on this land because the devil knows that if all people have black blood, there will be nobody worthy to have the priesthood. That's awful. Yeah. If you marry a person who has connections to black people... You would become cursed. Like, fuck you, dude. What the hell? What's with people? This is why I hate people. <laughs> you were just talking about how you're like, I'm a realist. I'm not a pessimist. And you're like, fuck you, everyone. <laughs> well, I think it's realistic to say that people are awful. <laughs> oh, people are awful. People are the worst. Especially this guy. And just the way he threw around that word, like... Like, okay. Yeah, I'm not black. I'm Mexican. But I'm dating a white dude, Okay. And if we ever had kids together, like, I know there's people that just really don't like it for whatever, like, just because so they're weird. racist. Yeah. Um, and, like, there will be nobody worthy to have the priesthood. And, again, growing up Mormon, there was tons of people of many different races who were able to hold the priesthood. So, fuck you. So, I also want to talk about raids. And I want to talk about this because one of these happened in Maryland, and I remember it was huge news and th- this is around the time that I was asking people about the FLDS. Mm. And when people were just like, ugh. So on April 2008, acting on the outcry of an alleged teen victim of physical and sexual abuse, the FLDS compound in Schletcher, I don't know, I'm sorry, Texans. Schletcher <laughs> <laughs> County, Texas. Texas Child Protective Services and the Department of Public Safety officers entered the compound to serve, search, and arrest warrants and carry out court orders designed to protect children. So from March 3rd to April 10th, Texas Child Protective Services removed 439 children under the age of 18 from the church's ranch. Uh, like, good for them. Mm-hmm. And on April 18th, 2008... Judge Barbara Walther of the 51st Judicial District Court ordered that all FLDS children remain in the temporary custody of Child Protective Services. However, uh, Judge Walther's ruling was reversed by the Third Court of Appeals in Austin, Texas, in a ruling that Texas Child Protective Services was not justified in removing every child from the ranch. Uh, Child Protective Services petitioned that the Texas Supreme Court to overturn the ruling, and in May 29th, 2008, the Texas Supreme Court declined the overturn, which in my opinion is outrageous. Yeah. Because uh, going back to Rachel Jeff's book, she wrote about how while her father was 
like in the hospital, he like he was obviously miserable. So this is why I think he he just wanted to make them more miserable. Like he would say, "You're like God told me in a dream that you can't use any more spices in your food," and God told me that's that, so white to say. Yeah. <laughs> uh, God told me like that our kids can no longer read. You can no longer listen to music. Our children can no longer play with toys. Our children can no longer play at all. And then Rachel was trying to get out of this cult, obviously. Yeah. And her father, second in command, found out and took away her food stamps card, which is oh. illegal. So personally, I think that Child Protective Services was right in taking all of those children. I know they're a lot. And obviously their mothers, like, don't want that. But at the same time, like, they're in danger not only from being sexually assaulted, but they're getting no education. They're not allowed to, like, play and do the things they need for brain development. Yeah. They have no seasoned food. Yeah. Like... No seasoned food. That is a crime of its own. And also, like, Rachel Jeffs had no way of getting her children food because they took away her food stamps. Yeah. Which is illegal. So, sorry, Texas Supreme Court, but I personally think they had every right to take those 439 children away. Yeah. <clears throat> um, so, apparently what led to this raid was an abuse hotline call. However, it is now believed that the call was made by this woman named Rosita Swinton, who is a non-FLDS woman with no connection to the FLDS. <laughs> it's not called a hoax because those children were actually in danger. And there was another raid in April of 2010 in Arizona. And after these raids in November of 2012, the Texas Attorney General's Office instituted legal proceedings to seize the FLDS ranch property in Texas. Then in April of 2014, Texas officials took possession of the property. So... Um, I do have, like, some of their beliefs. So, the way people should dress so women do not cut their hair short or wear makeup or trousers or any skirt above the knee. Men wear plain clothing, usually a long sleeve collared shirt and full-length trousers. Men and women are forbidden to have any tattoos or potty piercings. Women and girls usually wear pastel-colored homemade long-sleeved prairie dresses. And, yeah, if you look at, like, pictures... They're all wearing, like, almost, like, Amish-type style. Yeah. And growing up in the LDS church, they also didn't, like, allow tattoos or body piercings. I don't know if it's, like, if that belief kind of translated over or if the FLDS has a different reason. I don't know. So, in the year 2000, the Colorado City Unified School District had more than 1,200 students but when Warren Jeffs ordered that the FLDS church members remove their children from public schools, the number declined to only 250. So that's a lot of FLDS children. Yeah. Um, and then another thing I want to talk about was blood atonement. So Robert Richer, a former FLDS member, reported to the Phoenix New Times that Warren Jeffs alluded to the teaching of blood atonement which means that certain serious sins, like murder, can only be atoned for by the sinner's death. Jeez. Yeah. And according to Warren Jeffs, apostasy is also a sin that can only be atoned for by death. And for those who don't know what apostasy is, it's the uh, renunciation to a person's former religion. So if you tried to, like, leave or... um, 
just go against the church's teachings. He thought that was a sin so serious that you could only be forgiven if you were dead. Jesus. So this man is a fucking insane. Okay, but also, the one time I finally learned the difference between the FLDS and the LDS church, um, I had also found out that the FLDS also branched off. So there's so many. I mean... Well, just like Christianity yeah, has all these different say, things, like like, like how so many. Uh, Baptists became a thing because they were like, no, we shall not baptize our babies as babies. We shall wait until they're adults like Jesus. So they started their own goddamn religion. Yeah. Because of one belief. So it's I guess it's kind of the same thing. And uh, the FLDS I learned about, they had a completely different prophet. And they didn't like this FLDS because... You know, Warren Jeffs is a predator and, like, they have every reason to hate him. And the guy they were interviewing was like, it's completely ridiculous. Like, they're not allowed to look at us. If they do, they can get excommunicated. Mm -hmm. They took their kids out of public school. Like, I'm not taking my kids out of public school. But they were all, like, polygamists and stuff. Mm -hmm. So, I just very interesting. And I think that it's important to remember, like, in also different religions, you can't group everyone into one. Because I think that can be harmful, especially, like, you know, people here are very racist. Mm -hmm. And they group everyone together, so... I don't know, food for thought, don't group everyone together. So, uh, like, that took a lot out of me researching it, and there's a lot of information, and I know, like, it is a lot of facts and legal stuff, but it's just insane, and there's tons of documentaries and tons of books... There's also some fiction books out about it now that I want to read. So, uh, if you want to learn more, please go research it yourself. Or email us. Maybe I have an answer for you. <laughs> I don't know. Email us. Thanks to that one person that emailed us. We love you. Our mom? Yeah. Thanks, mom. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll see you. I'm sure you saw that. Yeah, I did. Yeah. Okay, well, I mean, that's the end of the episode. Well, yeah, that's the end of the episode. We're both really just tired. <laughs> Sandy did both parts today. <laughs> oh, my notes are a mess, but I'm glad that mine. I think mine's short. I tried to make it short because it was like I tried to make mine short too. I feel like there wasn't like actually a whole lot of information. Talk to me about this really fucked up organization. Okay, I made these when I was really tired, which was earlier today, because I've been tired all day. Okay, so... Anne Hamilton Byrne was the leader of an infamous New Age cult from Melbourne, Australia, called The Family. Or also, it was called the Santinikitan? Santinikitan? I don't know. What is with, like, all these things and these long... Mm words that I just cannot hey, pronounce. Hey, Sylvia, do you know how to pronounce this? Yes, yeah, You like this book. Also, I'll just informally dedicate this story to you. You, for reasons you know. Yeah, Sylvia. How's it feel to be dedicated to you? Just be really vague. Like, for reasons only you know. Yeah. <laughs> you know why. Sylvia. Silva? Okay, Silva. Yeah. <laughs> okay. This cult had around 500 followers at its peak. But most terrifyingly of all was the 28 children that were held captive because of it. 
It all started in the mid-60s when Anne Hamilton Byrne was hosting what is called Hatha Yoga classes for nearby townsfolk three times a week. You know, Tuesday, Thursdays, and Sundays, let's do some yoga. I do love yoga. Yeah. So yeah, she was a yoga teacher. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and she was very charismatic. People liked her. You know, the typical cult leader. Classic. Classic. Okay. Most of these townspeople were middle-class professionals, nurses, and suburban mothers. But this wasn't your regular yoga class. No. Anne taught a controversial fusion of Christianity and Hinduism. Ooh. With the focus being that spiritual truths are universal, as well as... It was kind of a doomsday holocaust cult as well. Like most, yeah. Yeah, and I guess there's some uh, hints of UFOs and such in there, too. Um, yeah, all what? sorts of things. Basically, whatever she wanted to spew out of her mouth that day. Like our podcast. Yeah. Actually, though. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Are we cult leaders? Do you want to start a cult with me? Okay. <laughs> Mantra. <laughs> <laughs> so the family was built... On the idea that Anne Hamilton Byrne was the reincarnation of Jesus Christ and a living God. She was thought to be one of the great enlightened beings among the ranks of Buddha and Krishna. I'm sorry if I said that wrong. Krishna. Okay. She took at least 10% of her members' earnings and was able to afford large properties all over the world. I mean, yeah. Like, I read that it's estimated that her, like, estate or whatever would be worth, like, $50 million. Damn. Yeah. Donate to our Patreon. Yeah. Hey, uh, Anne, uh, join our cult and uh, donate to our Patreon. Sponsor thanks. us. Sponsor us, Could please. you imagine this lovely yoga class? Do you love Christianity, Hinduism, Buddhism? And UFOs. <laughs> and UFOs? Well, <laughs> let us This yoga you. class takes place in the zone of silence. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh my god, let's start a yoga class in the zone of silence. Perfect. I feel like, okay, because you know how... The, like, that one guy's daughter managed to get pregnant. Like, maybe there will be more benefits to doing yoga in the zone. Like, you know how people do hot yoga? Because, I don't know, I've heard it's bullshit, but, like, it has more benefits. Yeah. Maybe there's more benefits doing yoga in the zone. And if there's not, we should sure as hell convince people that there are. Oh, yes. That's what it Oh, yes, think, yeah. father. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I was quoting Bob's Burgers. Anyway. <laughs> Okay, so during the 1960s and 70s, New Haven Hospital was owned by a Santinikitan member, so a member of the family, named Marion Villamek, as well as many of its staff were also a part of the family. This was at a time where many patients were treated with LSD, you know, the psychedelic drug. <laughs> you know. <laughs> Want to go on a no trip? <laughs> And the hospital was used as a guide to drug the cult members with LSD. As well as using the hospital to recruit new members. Like, um, I don't know, I vaguely read about the story of this uh, lady who was, um, well, she was adopted into the cult as, like, a little baby. And it said that, like, after her mom had given, like, birth, they, like, tried suffocating her with a pillow and stole her away, basically. Or suffocated the mom with a pillow and, like, stole the baby away. It's really messed up. But, Mm -hmm. yeah, they stole babies. Yeah. That's what it's called. It's about. They steal babies. So, by 1968, um, they were able to acquire 14 infants. 
Uh, some are from members of the cult, so they're biologically like cult members' children, mm-hmm. and others have been illegally or uneth- unethically adopted by officials within the group. So they so like kidnapping. Basically, they kidnapped children, or th- lots of them were like um, lawyers or doctors, like people big names that could you know kind of get around the system and mm-hmm. just take kids. All the children's names were changed, and they they were all changed to have um, uh, Hamilton Burns' last name. And they dressed similarly, and their hair was even cut and bleached blonde. So, basically, Sia. They looked like Sia with her, like, straight-cut blonde hair. Why does, like, blonde hair... Like, why is that a reoccurring theme? (laughs) Oh, my God. You're right. Uh, We'll put that on, like, a mug or something. Yeah, we're gonna have to. But all I could think about was Sia. Like, her, like, and she's Australian, so now I'm, like... Oh, is she? I had no idea she was Australian. Yeah, so now I'm, like, is this, like, a connection? Was this planned? I don't know. Maybe she's making, like, a statement. I mean, she's she's been making a lot of statements. (laughs) Yeah, I don't don't think she was, but maybe Conspiracy theory. Making a statement about it, I don't know. It probably has nothing to do with it, but that's probably just not. what I think of when I see these little children with their blonde haircuts. <laughs> they are like do you kind think of they freaky grew up looking. To be tall, and really I thirsty. So. I think so. And from above, I mean, if there's a lot of them, they're probably neglected, so they probably don't get water. Truth. Okay. Eventually, the kids were kept in a private rural property called Kai Lama, or Up Top, where they were- See, they are from above. Oh my god, Sandy! We're about to be taken out, okay? (laughs) The government's coming after us. The men in black's gonna get us. Fuck. Fuck. Oh well. Whatever. This is our dedication to this pod. We're willing to lay our lives. <laughs> For your entertainment. We're getting the truth out there. You're it's welcome. about time you all know about the tall blondes. I'm scared. But hey, maybe like when we're in Mexico visiting my grandma, we can just, you know, take a trip. I'm dead serious. Okay, I wouldn't choose. Like, like there were some cults on this list mm-hmm. that I was looking at because I was trying to find a cult. And I wasn't, like, I read some really interesting ones, but they're still pretty recent. Really? And I'm like... I don't want to do them because I'm scared. Uh, no, it's fair. <laughs> we could, I mean, like, we'll probably talk about cults again. Like, in the there's future, some that so. are still, like, they still have websites. And they're still oh, those active. Are, like, freaky. My worst fear is that I go on one of their websites and they try to suck me in and yeah. in, and there's no back button, and I'm just stuck. <laughs> just throw your. Laptop out the window. Ian, I need a new laptop immediately. <laughs> yeah. Set it on fire. Okay. So anyway, they were moved up to this property called Kai Lama, where they were homeschooled. Quotations. They weren't really homeschooled. They were kept captive and abused, but we'll get there. They were told that Anne was their biological mother, even though she wasn't. And the other adults were just their aunts and uncles, even though some of them were actually their parents. Mm-hmm. They were kept away from the outside world, and what went on within the halls was something no child should ever have to go through. 
So I'll talk about Sarah Moore. She was adopted into the family after her young teen mother put her up for adoption. She was chosen to be an quotations, inheritor of the earth once the Holocaust came. She was raised with the aunties who would punish the children with brutal beatings for the most trivial reasons or no reason at all. They often starved the children, showed them no affection, locked them in freezer, freezing sheds, and drugged them. The only affection they received was sometimes from Anne herself, but she was ra- rarely at the facility. They feared that if they were to ever leave the family, they'd end up dead. The children were given prescription drugs, but later on they were forced to have LSD, which was believed to be a religious ritual called going through, which was meant to flourish self-awareness. Sarah was 15 when she was drugged, and it went on for days. Jeez. Yeah. Not okay for the developing brain. I mean, not okay for a normal brain. (laughs) No. Yeah, they, um, they locked them in, like, a dark room and fed them LSD drugs. Yeah. I don't know. It's fucking weird. But, uh, and this hospital that they had was all, like, a guise to, I hope that's the right word, a guise to, what they were really doing was just like stealing or had an excuse to have all these drugs and stuff and then they would take them up to like the kids or to the other members and stuff like that it's really messed up so sarah moore who i mentioned earlier she would end up being the driving force for the end of the family the older she got the more rebellious she became and would often argue with the aunts uncles and even Anne hamilton Bryan herself she was eventually expelled from the family and was taken in by an actual family who put her in a in contact with a private investigator from the private investigator sarah learned that anne was a fraud and that she was actually adopted so she wasn't anne's biological child which she had thought for her entire life because that's what they told her yeah and after speaking with the police kyle lama was raided on August 14th of 1987. The children were put into care and many of the aunts faced criminal charges. But Anne Hamilton Bryan had been in America at the time and she stayed out of Australia for six years. So the UK, the US and Australia like police forces kind of got together and had like a mission and they were able to extradite her back to Australia. Oh, okay where she was charged with conspiracy to defraud and to commit perjury by falsely registering the births of three unrelated children as their triplets. Um, But she was only charged $5,000. And she obviously is not in jail. She should be. Yeah. But, like, all all the aunts and stuff got all the charges and everything because Anne wasn't actually, like... I mean, she probably was there for some of it, but she never, she was never, like, with the kids. So they can't really charge her for anything except for fraud and stuff, because that was really the only actual evidential part she was a part of. If you can't charge her for one thing, at least charge her for something else kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm glad she got charged for something, but it's too Mm. bad it was only $5,000 when she's worth $50 million. And she also had a like a husband named Bill. 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 Um, 
Yeah, that's all I have. Like I said, it was really short. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I mean, I think this has been done quite a bit, so that's okay. Yeah, like, if you want more, uh, like, a way better in-depth one, um... The podcast Cults, I think it's a podcast. Yeah, they yeah they also did the FLDS. I never listened to it though. I did listen to their Cults episode, and like honestly, it's so good. Go listen to it. I think it's a two parter. Yeah, most of theirs is a two parter. They, um, the most recent one that I listened to was the Church of Satan, which was super interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, there were some other ones like they do talk about a lot of cults with lady leaders. That I'm really into. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, I, obviously I don't condone things that are harmful to people, but, like, it's just nice to see, a, like, a cult that isn't led by a man. Mm-hmm. And there are still people that are part of this cult, even. Like, you know, they don't... Like, it's that they were still having meetings and stuff. Like, obviously not with the children. The children were all taken into um, care and custody or, like... Uh, child protective services or whatever they have in Australia and whatever but the like a lot of the members like were still members and they still had meetings even when she was in like her retirement home which I couldn't I don't think she's dead yet but I think she's pretty much dead so (laughs) any day now (laughs) we're counting down the days yeah yeah um I can't remember if you said but um, did it say why they were dressed in blonde? No, I didn't no. find an example. Well, because I was just thinking, like, if she wants to make all these kids believe oh, they're I her think... biological. Like, that's my theory. Oh, yeah. Yeah, but... probably. And she had this, like, idea of making, like, a perfect race. Ugh. Yeah, a lot of those people. Um... Gross. Yeah. <laughs> Hope you enjoyed that. <laughs> yeah. Oh. We're diving into some heavier topics. I both, like, I'm both enjoying it and also, like, what have I gotten myself into? Yeah. Like uh, we said last week, it's different actually talking about them than it is just listening to someone else talk about it. Oh my god. Last week, after the stalker episode. Oh yeah. Tell the story. I, um, okay, Sandy and I recorded it. And then I had to go out to my car, so I left her house, and I was, like, really freaked out because we were recording a stalker episode, and then a kidnapping <laughs> segment, and I did the kidnapping part. So when I was walking to my car, through her, like, the kind of alley beside her house, I guess, I don't know, um, I, like, looked behind me, and I seen this guy behind me, but when I looked back, he wasn't there. But I don't know if there was actually a guy there or not, because there's, like, trash cans right there, and he totally could have just hid behind one. And then... But didn't you walk back? Yeah. So then I, like, quickly went to my car, and I just both slipped, and I totally, like, broke my knee, but whatever. No, no she almost died. Yeah, I did almost die. And I got into my car, and then I was like... <gasps> I forgot my phone charger. And I only have one phone charger. <laughs> so I had to text. No, I called Sandy. And I'm like, Sandy, you're going to have to let me back inside. And then I had to go back. But luckily there was nobody there. And then I went back to my into my car. But on my way back to the car, actually, there was a guy outside that time. But he was, like, across the street. 
But still, I like was yeah, super like. Yeah, but he barks at him all the time. Probably oh, he just I barks like, at the people across the street. Yeah, I I was like, keep my eye on him. I was like, you better keep walking. Why sir. should I have a podcast? Yeah, I know how to make it look like a accident. I'm a teacher. Don't make me use my teacher voice. Yeah, I'll use my teacher voice. You don't want to mess with that. You don't want to mess with me. No. There's a ghost in my house. You know this. The listeners don't know this. But the most recent thing that happened, and I thought the ghost was gone because I cleansed my house, but I guess he's back. And the way he likes to show himself is he likes to steal my stuff. So the other day, about a week ago, I lost my Roku remote. And I was really upset about it, but I have an app for it, so it's, like, not too bad. But I looked for it everywhere, and I couldn't find it. So then, like, two days ago, I looked in the same spot that I had looked for, like, over and over again, and it was there. So at first I thought maybe I had missed it. So, like, I'm not kidding you, I put the remote beside me and went to sleep, and when I woke up it was gone. What the hell? And I looked through, like... I removed all the sheets, I looked under my bed, I looked everywhere in the room, and I can't find it again, and I'm like, there's no fucking way, and then I thought maybe it fell again, or something, and I couldn't find it, and uh, before we started this podcast, when I first got Loki, I bought him this little tennis ball, and it's gone, and I still can't find it, and I've deep cleaned my house, and I cannot find it. I don't know, man. So, I think... But then after I lost the tennis ball, I kind of, like, I asked Ian, like, have you seen Loki's ball? He said no. And, like, there was a thought in the back of my head, like, maybe there's something here. But I kind of brushed it off. I was like, whatever, it'll show up. So then, like, a day later, I woke up at, like, 4 a.m. to this loud crash. And I have this mirror on, like, so how do I explain this? So in my room, there's this little ledge I put, like my lotions and my deodorant on and then there's a mirror behind them so that mirror had like just fallen I guess and there was a crash and I thought okay I'll deal with it in the morning I don't deal with this and then I woke up and I saw that the lo- the lotion bottles and like the deodorants and like my brush and stuff that were in front of the mirror were undisturbed they hadn't moved so the only way for my mirror to have fallen is if someone had picked it up and thrown it on the ground and then that's when I cleansed my house, and I thought it was done after that, but I guess it's not, so thanks. <laughs> it doesn't help that I call it out every time I come here. Probably. Like, I still can't find Loki's ball, and now I don't have a Roku remote. You can at least wash my goddamn dishes. <laughs> yeah, you can at least wash the dishes. Like, I, I don't think it's a malevolent spirit. I just think it wants my attention, and it's got it, and it's happy. God, it's like a boyfriend or something. Ugh. Ugh. Huh. Oh, uh, Sophia, if you listen to this, shouts out to you. This girl from work. Okay. Yeah. Hi, Sophia. Hi. She was like, or we were talking about, oh, at work, our work is haunted. Like, the doors keep opening by themselves, and, like, all the electronics were going wacky, and the lights were flickering. It was fun. And I just kept saying to her, like, oh, Sophia, I think you're haunted. I think there's a ghost. And she's like, yeah, watch, I'm going to get possessed. And I'm like, oh, if you do get possessed, can you come on my podcast and talk about it? She thought I was joking. But then I was like, no, really, can can you come on my podcast and talk about it? And she's like, you have a podcast? I'm like, wow. Yeah. Okay, no, I've told people at work and everyone's like, oh, cool. Like, no one's asked. Like, 
Where, really? What's your podcast called? What's it about? <laughs> no. So, thanks. Yeah. So, if you listen to this, shouts out to you. Um, shouts out to any of my family that still listen. Yeah. My mom. That's all. My mom doesn't even listen. I don't think my dad, like, my dad's pretty preoccupied, so I'm not expecting yeah. him to listen. But he'll have something to binge when he's back in the country. So, that's good. Yeah. I don't, um, Angela and Oscar are listening. Sylvia is not. So thanks. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram at the Woods Podcast. And email us at thewoodspodcast at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter at Woods Podcast. We have a blog. It's called the Woods Podcast dot home dot blog, I think. Yes. So, uh, try to stay away from cults, oh, unless you're the leader. Shouts out to, uh, Jason Shaw for our uh, wonderful opening, Running Waters. We love you guys. We'll see you next time.